In this episode of The School Podcast, we've got Polly and Oliver there, the head girl and the head boy, respectively. Let's jump into this episode and find out what's going on from them right now. Welcome to the Broughton Manor School Podcast. Belong, create and achieve. This is the podcast where we speak to various people in the school community, from staff to pupils, parents to school alumni. Come with us as we get into this episode right now. So today we've got Oliver and Polly, that's head boy and head girl at the school, and I'm really excited to be talking to them both. But first, we've got Oliver holding the microphone. Oliver, hi, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you, Simon. I'm very good. It's great to be talking to you right now. And Polly, we've got you as well. How are you today? Good. You're very good. Polly, tell me something about what you're, what you're, what you're missing today. Which lesson you're missing here today? We're missing maths and a bit of drama. You're missing maths and a bit of drama. Should we be doing a bit of maths and a bit of drama on this podcast then to make up for the fact that you're missing a bit of that? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, perhaps we could tap into that uh, a little bit later on. Do, do you remember the last thing you were doing in maths, actually? Fractions. Yeah. Fractions. Okay. I, I remember learning fractions at school. And, and I always struggle to learn how to add fractions or multiply fractions. I always found that a bit tricky. Oliver, how do you find fractions? I find it okay. I, like, I do like fractions. Okay. All right. That's good. And are you missing the same as Polly, uh, maths and a bit of drama? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. All right. And, and what are you doing in drama at the moment? Are you, are you practicing for anything at Christmas time? We're practicing for the Christmas play. What is a Christmas play? Am I allowed to ask you that? Yeah, it's called the Polar Express. It's a movie, It's a Christmas movie. I and know the, the Polar Express very well. I think a lot of the people listening to this will know the Polar Express very well. Um, and if people don't know it, then it is a good thing to check out because it's a it's a it's a film with Tom Hanks in, isn't it? Yes. Have you watched it then, Oliver? No. No, you haven't. Okay, Polly, have you watched the Polar Express? Yes. And what are your favourite parts about the Polar Express? Do you remember? I like the end bit. You like the end bit? Okay. I'm wondering whether we should give away to people what happens at the end. Or just do you mean generally at the end when they get off the train and they're with the, all of the elves? Is that right? Yeah. Now, Oliver, I wonder, let's just jump back to you for a moment. You're head boy at the school. And in a minute, we're, we're going to ask the same question to Polly. But first of all, tell me, what, is it, what, what does it actually mean to be head boy at Broughton Manor? I mean, it's a lot of responsibility and I'm always uh, trying to be the role model for the younger ones. Okay. All right. That's, that's amazing. That is. And if you're the head boy uh, and head girl, the pair of you, uh, do you do that for the whole year or is that just for one term? It's the whole year. It's the whole year. Right. So it really is a big thing. And, and what's the process involved then in becoming head boy and head girl? I mean, you know, how, how did you become head boy and head girl, the pair of you? Well, it's kind of at the end of the year, speech day, they denounce it. But it's like all the teachers have a vote on head boy and head girl who they think should be it. And do you need to apply for it? Do you need to put your name down to be to be head boy, head girl? Or is it just the teachers getting together and thinking who the right person should be? Yeah. Okay, right. So this was named then at the end of last year at school then. A lot, so that's around about six months ago in that case, isn't it? Yeah. Polly, let me ask you then, when it was announced, well, first of all, did you have any idea that you were going to be announced as being head girl? No. No. Okay, so how did you feel then when it was announced? Were, were you actually there at speech day on the day itself? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, so tell me how you felt inside then when, when your name was called out. I felt nice. You felt nice. That's a good word. Tell me a bit more about that nice feeling. Is it a nice feeling of excitement or a little bit nervous as well or just really happy or 
very proud moment even. I felt very happy. And then, Polly, did you get a chance to tell people in your family about this as well? I mean, I imagine when you got home after school that day, then you were able to tell people, unless you had people who were there in your family. Yes. Yeah, what, they were there at speech day itself, were they? Just my parents. Okay, all right. What did your parents say when you first saw them after it had been announced that you're going to be head girl? They said they were proud of me. Yeah, I think that's a great thing. I mean, parents often say that, don't they? But when they say it, they really do mean it. They really do feel proud. And especially being head girl or head boy in Oliver's case, it's, it's a great thing to achieve. Okay, so Oliver started telling me a little bit about what it was to be head boy. But Polly, let's just find out a little bit more about that. For the people who are listening to this and they don't really know the kind of things that happen if you're a head boy or a head girl, tell us a little bit about what it looks like. You take people around who are visiting the school. So when you take them around the school, what are some of the kind of questions that people ask or the things that they don't know about the school when they're, when they're trying to find out a bit more about it? What's it like? What's it like at school? Mm-hmm. About the kind of things you get up to when you're in school? Yeah. Yeah. And the people that you're showing around, are they sometimes other mums and dads who've got very young children and they're trying to find the right school for their children? Is that right? Um, yeah. Can you think about anyone else who's been shown around the school by you? Someone who's not a mum or a dad? Has there been anybody else at all? Or is it always mums and dads? Usually mums and dads. Usually mums and dads. <laughs> and, and when you take them around the school, do they like being shown around by the head boy and the head girl instead of being shown around by you know, a head teacher or another member of staff? Do you think they like hearing from children? Yes. Yeah. Any idea why? Because they've had more experience. Because they've had more experience. Yeah, exactly right. That's, that's, a, that's a great answer there, Polly. Oliver, can you think of any other questions that mums and dads ask when, when you take them around the school? Yes, because usually they'd look around the classes and see what we're getting up to. And in the corridors, we have loads of displays of our work. So they get to see what we're doing and they usually ask about that. Can you think about what displays are up at the moment that parents would be seeing if they're walking around the school? Currently, it's about some of its information about the school and others like it, there's some art and we have this maths club which you're invited to. So we have maths ambassadors and like the crea they create challenges for people who walk past in the corridor and we have that on display. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. That, that sounds really good fun. It sounds like there's a lot going on on the walls just at, at Broughton Manor in that case. And then you mentioned about being head boy and head girl that, that I, I, I think you said it's being an inspiration, I think you said, for some yeah, of the like younger children. Yeah, like a role children. model. A role model. That, that, was, that was what you said. Um, tell me a bit more about, about what that's like, because, you know, there, there are younger children in school, of course. But, um, you know, if you're a role model, then how does that feel for you? It feels quite good because all the little kids, they get to look up to us and it feels nice. Does that come with a little bit of pressure as well in that case? Because you're thinking, well, you know, if I get in trouble or anything like that, then some of the younger children will, 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 will end up seeing that. Yeah, I suppose so. It does have a bit of pressure. But I guess it's mostly nice because I'm guessing you don't normally get in trouble, do you? No. Okay, right. So you're a role model for the younger children and you show the mums and dads around when they want to come around school. Um, tell me more then about what it means to be head boy, head girl. What other things do you get up to? When we're like in like special assemblies, like with a stage and so this will happen later in the year, we'd, we'd create together a speech and say it to all the parents and the kids. 
about this school. Right, gosh. Okay, is, is that going to be a fairly nervous time then? Yeah, I'm glad it's not yet. <laughs> glad it's not yet. So are you going to have to prepare something to say to the parents? Yes. And do you think you'll practice it as well? Yeah, we will. What do you think the most scary part is about standing up and speaking to parents? Kind of like the feeling when you're up there and like you're just in your own head and you and you're looking around and there's like a hundred like 200 people in the room yeah yeah sometimes there can be a lot of people but sometimes people say you just have to imagine that you're speaking to one or two people and then it just gets much much easier so so yeah and Polly, when you're speaking to, to a, a, a number of people like that, it must be a bit scary. It's probably a bit scary being on a podcast like this, uh, talking to someone like me, and I'm just one person. But how do you try to get over that inside yourself? You know, how do you try to relax if you're in a, in a slightly scary situation? Maybe take some deep breaths. Deep breaths, yeah. Should we do that now? All three of us, yeah? Really loud. Let's take a deep breath. Go on. Well, that's good. It's good to see Oliver and Polly both doing that at the same time. That's really good. Okay, now let's talk a little bit more about school then. So, Polly, we, we know what lesson you're missing right now. What would you say your favourite lesson is in school, in all of school? I like um, PE and drama. You like PE and drama. And, of course, you said you're missing a bit of drama at the moment. And so if you enjoy drama, then, then I really do appreciate you being here. But um, uh, tell me then a little bit more about the, uh, about the Polar Express production that, that, that we were just hearing about. I mean, how does it feel for you when you're involved in any kind of drama production like that? Happy. And of course, Christmas is a special time of the year. What are you looking forward to at Christmas time when you're at home with your family? Opening presents. Opening presents. Okay. And, and in your house, is there a time of the day on, on Christmas Day when you open the presents? Or is it Christmas Eve? Or is it, if it's on Christmas Day, is it later in the day after lunch? You normally do it five o'clock in the morning sometimes, something like that. At what time? Five o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning. Wow. Okay. I mean, Oliver has literally got one eyebrow raised here at the moment, but I'm not sure whether that's because he's agreeing with you or whether he thinks five o'clock in the morning is a bit too early. Um, Oliver, what happens in your house? We usually do it on Christmas Day in the morning, probably not at five o'clock in the morning, around seven. I'm sure that your family is very thankful for that as well. Um, what are you hoping to get for Christmas? I want a hoverboard. You want a hoverboard, Polly? Okay. <laughs> well, let's see if one of those is going to come your way. All right, let's take it back to school then for a second. So you two are both at the top end of school. Um, do you have any idea at the moment which school you're going to go to when you leave the school? I want to go to like Bedford Modern or Bedford Girls. So I'm going to do um, both of the tests. Okay, well, I hope they both go very well. Oliver, any idea about you? Any idea where, where, you're, where you'd like to go to? Yeah, similar to Polly. I'm, going, I'm trying to enter Bedford uh, Modern or Bedford Boys. Both of them also have tests. And I also thinking, we're also currently, my family's thinking about uh, a backup school in case I don't pass the test. Okay. All right. That's a sensible approach to take. And Oliver, how much involvement do you have in choosing which school you want to go to? Or is it just done completely by, by, by your family and the people who look after you? No, I have quite a lot of involvement. And if it gets to the point where I've passed both tests, then I'd have to make a choice which I don't really want to because I like both schools so yeah and I visited both both of them and they're definitely the schools I want to go to and I'm involved okay 
And do you think about the friends that you've got right now at Broughton Manor and, and where they're going to be going to and wanting to keep in touch with them? Yeah, but at the same time, it, here in Milton Keynes, since Bedford Modern and, well, all the Bedford schools are so, like, well-known, from both schools, I know some friends from here that, that that's already left. OK, all right, that's really good to hear. Polly, how much does does that affect the choice that you make or that your family makes about the school that you go to, the friends that you have and which school that they're going to be going to? Um, well, I think my friends are going to like do the Bedford girls test and maybe the Bedford modern test. So, so I can still and we're going to like keep in touch. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? That's really good. And how different do you think it's going to be when you're at the next school compared to where you are right now? I think it's going to be a lot bigger. Yeah, they, they are they are quite a bit bigger, aren't they? Um, and of course, you go from being the oldest in school to being the youngest in school, really, don't you? Yeah. Tell me a bit about how you might feel being suddenly being the youngest in school again. I'll feel very small. <laughs> I feel very small. Well, you, you you may be physically smaller because you are younger, uh, but of course you can you can come out of yourself and stand up and and have a, a loud, strong voice there, Polly, which would be a really good thing to do. Tell me one of the things you're looking forward to about about your next school. Maybe like making new friends and like the um, topics. Yeah, yeah, two good answers. Topics are always good. Making new friends. Sometimes people do feel a bit scared about you know whether they will meet make new friends, but but they always do. They always do. Um, and what would you say, coming back to Broughton Manor School, how would you say that you've changed, Polly, from the time that you joined the school? Well, in fact, when did you join the school? How old were you? I was four. You were four. Okay, so a long time ago then. How would you say you've changed as a person between being age four and how old you are now? Are you 10 or 11 now then? 10. You're 10. Between four and 10, that's a big chunk of your life. How, how have you changed? I've grown a lot. So physically grown, of course, but grown inside as well. As in, you've changed as a per. I don't. I don't mean that you're you've grown out of your body, but you. But but you've changed as a person. Do you think? Um. Yeah. Tell me a bit about how you may have changed as a person. Then I'm not naughty anymore. <laughs> I love the way that Oliver's not too sure about that. Um. I'm sure that you weren't too naughty to start off with, Polly. Um, Oliver, tell me a bit about how you think you've changed in the time that you've joined. Well, also, how old were you when you joined well, the school? I joined when I was six or seven. And I think to now, the school has changed me as a person and I'm a lot more responsible and sensible. And I think I found a lot of stuff that I'd like to do. Yeah, yeah. Of course, going through that school journey, you know, there have been a lot of changes, not just in yourselves, but I'm sure that the school has changed a lot during that time as well. But of course, there was that big time of COVID in the middle when that affected all schools in the country. Uh, do you remember what that was like for you, Oliver? Yeah, uh, but I think, so my parents, when we were at home in lockdown, they kept me very active. Uh, so I still did like some maths and English and I was reading and they took me outside to uh, like a field near us and we had a walk every day. Oh, wow. That's a really good thing to do. I mean, it's a good thing to do now as well, not just during COVID times, but to get out and do lots of walking and some good exercise. Polly, do you remember what it was like for you during COVID? Yes, it was very noisy. In what way do you mean noisy, Polly? My brothers. <laughs> Why, they were making a lot of noise, were they? Yeah. Yeah. How old are your brothers, Polly? 13 and eight and and four. Okay, so you got you got three brothers, one older than you and two that are younger than you then. 
yeah, that's that's a busy household, and I can imagine them making a bit of noise there. Um, okay, so then tell me a little bit about what the lessons are that you've got later on today, because we're recording this on a Thursday lunchtime. How does the rest of Thursday look for you then, Polly? Um, the girls go to um, Wifton and do hockey, and then the boys do rugby at the pavilion. Yeah, so we go out of school. Okay, and how do you get there, Oliver, when you when you all do that? It's very close. It's like a five-minute walk, so we all walk in a... So we get a partner, we line up, and we just walk there with a teacher in front and behind. Okay, so you've got a teacher at the front to lead the way and a teacher at the back to make sure that none of you gets lost on the way. But for the girls, since it's a bit further away, they have to drive there in the minibuses. Okay, all right, got it, got it. So some of you walk and then and then the girls take the minibus. Right, got that. Okay, and then Fridays, how do Fridays look for you? What lessons have you got going on tomorrow? We have art to start with. Mm-hmm. Then we have maths and then we have English. And on Friday, it's a bit of a fun day because since we're year six, at break time, we have common room. So we get to stay inside and play games. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's good to be inside um, when, yeah. when, when it's cold outside, but good to be inside and be able to play games as well. Yeah. What kind of games do you play in there, Oliver? We have table football. Sometimes we borrow the pool table. And we can do drawing as well. Or if you want, you can just read or catch up on homework. And which of those things do you like to do normally? I like to sort of chat and sometimes play the table football. Yeah, I thought table football might be quite high on the list because that was the first answer that you gave. Right, so we need to bring this to an end in a minute. Um, But Polly and Oliver, I just want to say thank you both for being here. It's been really good to talk to you both. Um, and I really, I really do appreciate you both missing what maths and also especially missing drama, especially as you both like that. But Oliver, first of all, thank you very much to you for, for, for being here. Thank you, Simon. And Polly, a big thank you to you as well. Thanks.